Escape from Plan A. Hey listeners, welcome to a new episode of Escape from Plan A. Uh, This is kind of special because we're like doing this like video. We're not we're not releasing this as a video, but we're actually like looking at each other for once. And the reason I did that, so we got Philip and Adam, which are you know our our regular Plan A folks. What's up, dudes? What's up? up? Okay, and then we've got returning guest Kyle in the house. Kyle, what's going on? Yo, not much. Just glad to be back. Kyle, the reason I wanted to do video chat was because of you. Because I remember when you know our friend, our mutual friend on Twitter had first met up with you and this is before we did our first pod about noah smith <laughs> oh, okay uh, she was like yo he's got like the biggest fucking grin like you've ever seen like just ear to ear grin he's like you got to talk to him in person wow so she described like, me that way yeah wow. she was like he's just got this huge grin and i was like okay all right so if we're gonna Cause, go cause we, we had a great time like meeting up but she seemed to have hidden the enthusiasm of her reaction uh, until she went back online and started talking to other people. So oh, that's really? great to hear. That makes me feel good. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. yeah. She uh yeah, she was she was like she was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta meet this guy in person if you're gonna talk to him. So I was like, well the closest thing we can do is have a video chat. And it w- it was fun because um I can see what she's talking about. You know, you're, you're yeah, you have an animated too. face, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, sometimes it works to my advantage, but sometimes at work I gotta keep that shit like as controlled as possible. Right. Uh so so for okay, so to sell the we always do this little housekeeping stuff where we try to um explain the benefits of becoming a supporter of the <laughs> Patreon. So we did a pretty degenerate uh you know uh bonus pod that's only available <laughs> for Patreon supporters where we talked about my bachelor party and the degeneracy involved in that trip down to Florida. Full disclosure, everything that happened is on that pod. And I sent it to to you, Kyle, because this was obviously in advance of my uh, wedding, which just happened on Sunday. Yep. Um, which Adam was there to witness. Woo-hoo! One of Congrats. the very few friends on yes. my side that was there. Nice. And yes. very um, honored to have been there. Now, Philip. We're all married. The four of us are. Philip, I was at your wedding. You couldn't come down to mine because you right. live in a different city. But I happened to yeah. be. And you had more of like a full wedding. Like we just had yeah, like a tiny a, little thing. It was still small. But I was at Adam's and that was much smaller, I think. Right. That was like 50 folks, Adam. Mm. It was in the middle. Yeah. Between yeah. yours and uh, teens. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Like I was on the very small 30. end. I was at like 20 yeah. people. Um, And uh, I realized, OK, so these these we are like four wife guys <laughs> <laughs> and i think you uh kyle were the first to use that term like i'm i'm a bit a big advocate of being the wife guy yeah absolutely i was po- I've, I've been posting about it lately just because reflecting on life lately you know things are chaotic uh the pandemic is you know going on as it was before making me think about life and it made me realize that you know, I'm in a really comfortable position in life, especially when it comes to being married and feeling secure in that marriage. So I very much consider myself a wife guy. When you when you call yourself that online, what do you like? What do you mean? How do you define that? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, 
I, I'm not sure I've really seen a formal definition, but I would say it's someone that enthusiastically and publicly talks about how much they like or love and appreciate their wife and being married. That's <laughs> you, how I'd sum you, it you up. You do have that streak on Twitter, I've noticed. It's very cute. Well, thank you. I mean, I, it, it's it's one way that I like. I don't like toxic positivity or like that kind of white mm, people mm. stuff. Oh where yeah, you're like, sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm so thankful, blah blah. But really, when it comes yeah. to just how much other shit that I deal with in life, having a good marriage to contrast that with, it's something that I earnestly feel when I'm posting shit posts on face and on Twitter. So right. you know, I'm glad that it, it shows through. And I think that's the the difference between your version of a wife guy and what I think um, teen shared an article from the New York times, I guess back in 2019 with like the internet wife guy and the way they defined it in that article is much more, I feel um, not genuine or like more calculated to be influencer because mm. you're not doing it to cloud be chasing, cloud yeah, chasing, cloud chasing online right? wife yeah, guy. Yeah. And like the guy, the example they gave this like Robbie Tripp guy, like he basically he's like a he's one of those gimmick rappers, right? Oh. Like that's not you. Like that's not your vision of what being a wife guy is, right? Like you just genuinely love your wife, <laughs> like being married, you know, and feel comfortable, right? And you want to, and you, and you, and when you express it online, it's it's all just you, right? It's genuine. Yeah, and it's real shit. It like. Case. <laughs> I, I try and bring it as much from the heart as possible. Um, and, I, you know, I do stuff like that in part because I feel like I'm talking shit about half the time. And I feel like I want to seem like a more dynamic person by doing these things and having it come off as genuine. So. Well, OK, yeah, right. So the, the, the issue, I guess, to to get into this wife guy thing, which I think is interesting because um now, the four of us are in this sort of, I don't know, I don't want to call it an interstitial period because this might be a permanent thing, right? At least for me, I think it yeah. is. But we're like married without kids. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a, mm -hmm. that's a sort of in between where you're kind of like, now see, Adam and I have been married before. This is not our... This is our second first, time around. This is our second trip. Final, final. And final. Absolutely. And final. <laughs> second and final. But... um. You know, what, the thing that I learned after getting divorced uh, was that if you get divorced without kids, it's like a just an expensive breakup, right? So right. It, you're not, you haven't really put your, pressed your palms into the concrete mm -hmm. until that baby pops out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So even with the legal, with the certificate, you know, even with all the witnesses and everyone... And just riding high off your wedding, and my everyone... signature literally on the piece of paper, yeah, <laughs> alongside yours. <laughs> yes, with with Adam as yeah. witness. Yeah, exactly. Like even with all that, walking away from that is not earth shattering, and uh, the way that doing it with a kid would. So, meaning, what I'm trying to say, get at is like this is, I mean, unless the goal is to immediately move towards having kids, which I think is the real sign sealed and delivered on marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a very voluntary situation. Yeah, absolutely. Still, in my absolutely. Opinion. You're saying it's like a technical thing, like you're on paper, you're married, but like in reality, if the marriage broke up, you're not fucking up anyone else except for the two of you. So yeah, exactly. who cares? It's like, still just, it's just, a, it's, it's just a complex breakup that in, is involves, you know, a lawyer. <laughs> and money, yeah. Yeah, sure. You know? right. and, yeah. and money, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, not, but you're not. not to, you can walk away cleanly. Not to mention, while you're in that state, I'm sure you guys know of the term "dink" d i n k dual, dual income, income, no, no kids. kids, right? Yeah, yeah. leads to yeah. a very different kind of lifestyle and options than if you're not dink. And Teen, you talk a lot about this, and your your buddies who are like very much so tied up in basically debt, right? Because they have to have all the things you need to spend on kids and so on. And um, I think that changes your outlook too on life. It's kind of a hack. I think dual income, no kids is here's here. Okay. Here's my theory, right? Is that a lot of like the market, like for shit, like real estate in particular and uh, how much it costs to live in like a good school district and in, mm-hmm. and in a house large enough to raise two kids uh, is that like, that's priced in like that. That is, when you have like a man job, like a like a father type job, like a you know like a white collar, I want to blow my brains out kind of job. Yeah, uh, that's the what you're earning at that dad job is it's set at the level to meet the price demands of getting into that four bedroom house in a in a pretty decent school district, right? right. And yeah. no more. Like you're now, but yeah. now you're like you're. You're you, locked in. You're you're on the treadmill. You see what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. But if you're dink and you don't have childcare and you don't give a shit where you live, you can live in a crappy school district, you know, close to like fun shit or whatever, you're hacking life. Like I don't want you're hacking life. Yeah, not to mention like the 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 aspect of just not having responsibility for another person's lives aside from your own two lives which can let you do stuff like travel and, you know, yep. have more leisure and so on. So it's a very different mindset. Is what you're, saying. you're also, is- you're, you're not beholden to the school, school schedule. Right? Yeah. My point being that yeah. society has to pay you at the level to pay, to raise two kids, mm-hmm. but you don't have them because that's how society perpetuates itself. Yep. But if you don't have any, it's just, it's you have just, so much extra. Yeah. Extra it's just, everything. It's just cream. You know what I mean? Well, and, but I also I want to get back to the point that you were making that like, you know, the our because I don't do it, as, as, you know, on Twitter. I don't necessarily do it as much as Kyle does in terms of like, you know, the the tweets about like how happy he is to be married or about stuff like that. But occasionally I will be like, you know, I, I really appreciate my wife or like I couldn't do X or Y or Z without her, all that stuff. And like, as as you said, like with before you have kids all that's like voluntary like you you're doing that sort of just because it's genuine like you're just doing it because you want that's to. your preference right that's your preference right yep. and no you know no one can look at you and be like well of course you have to say that or you're sort of almost coerced in a sense because you have kids i don't have kids I don't, i'm not coerced to say any of that mm-hmm. like i'm doing it because i want to um and it's a big it's a big difference mm. um but yeah how much of it do you think is just like because see like if i think about single life i just think like it's a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. and i don't really i don't really get a lot at like my my wife shan like i'm she was like the fifth person that adam knows as well because like Mm -hmm. that was there you know i was telling you because like i was coming i was fresh i just finalized the divorce and everything and i was like yeah i'm gonna jump into this dating thing and well, I, met, I, I met you at like the tail end of your first marriage. Yes. Yeah. Like we, we were already yeah. uh, going our separate ways at that point. Yeah. yeah. And 
And I was like looking forward to it, actually. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to be out of this. I'll fresh start. And then I'm going to really I was in a sort of like, uh, yeah, I want to meet as many women and have as much fun and just be like, just enjoy, you know, like that, that feeling you get when summer vacation hits, you're like, I'm going to max the shit out of this. Yeah. And then I met Shan like five dates, five matches in, and then it was over. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And, you know, uh, I wasn't expecting that, but I just kind of went with it. But I think uh, I, okay. My question then is like, um, how much of being wife guy is because you, you just weren't getting a lot out of being single and dating. Whereas some men are like, yo, why would you ever give this up? I with a different woman every month or every week for fuck I don't know what the fuck you know like I'm just I it's every day's it's always a new I'm always at the it's like I'm leasing you know it's always a new vehicle for me. <laughs> I don't I don't fuck with this like you know you know 120,000 miles on a Toyota shit like it's brand new for me every time I, I think with online dating is beyond leasing it's like renting like you're renting because you're going on like you know they say you go on like multiple Tinder di- dates a night you know, oh, you're yeah. it's like zip for car. like cocktails. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like zip zip car. <laughs> going to go that far, but it is like that, right? Oh, and that's like car, yeah, yeah. the far end of, of, of uh-huh. I guess, ownership. Though I, uh-huh. that metaphor is kind of it's weird. like city bike. It's kind of yeah. weird, yeah. Yeah, docking the bike every thirty minutes, right? To not pay extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, okay, <laughs> okay, but 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 that's my question to you guys: is how much is it like you're just preternatural? You're preternaturally biased towards being in a monogamous reliable relationship because you just don't have what it takes to go out and you know play this ridiculous dating game or how much is it that you think the dating game you could do it if you wanted to but it's not for you because for whatever reason i think one thing i miss is (laughs) in your bachelor party episode teen you were talking a bit about the sort of conversational dance that happens when people two people don't know each other but you want their attention and i I, i've always liked navigating those sorts of situations because i I find that it makes me better at doing that in all situations whether it's with women Mm -hmm. or like just going out in public or negotiating something um i just think it's a little fun test for myself so that action in and of itself is really exciting to me um but I guess when I think back to my most degenerate days, uh, like when I was like 20 through 23, um, I, I guess like it was cool for me at the time to be like, oh, yeah, I get to have experiences with like this many women. Um, but at the end of the day, just like the kind of personality type that I have, it's just like trying to start a relationship fresh means having to go through all the getting to know you stuff again and like i feel like there's a lot of shit within me where it takes a long time for me to feel known by someone so i didn't want to have to keep going through that process so Mm. like you know i had some visceral joys uh coming out of it um just doing that as a young 20 something but around age 23 i started to get pretty serious because i was like i don't really want to keep going through this process of getting to know someone and especially getting to know someone and having a great first impression and then being like, uh, I don't I don't fuck with this at all. So I think it's just come from like, uh, I, I like doing the dating thing in some aspects, but overall, I think the experience and comfort that comes with being dedicated to one single person that gets to know you well and that trust builds, 
I think is what appeals to me. And I guess what has always appealed to me, but it took some experimentation to get to that point. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So you're, it sounds like you're saying that the the excitement of the sort of opening phase of a relationship, uh, I think some people get a lot of high off that because it's so new. There's a novelty yes. Uh, yes. element to it. Yeah. Um, but but that it's after a while you kind of wear that out because it's kind of like you're, you're just playing this. It's like chess, you're playing the same opening. Have yes. you ever seen like these professional chess mm-hmm. players? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I have. <laughs> they go through the first ten or fifteen moves like almost automatically, like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they they might as well just like move the board into some preset position to be like, <laughs> okay, I know we're going to get to this point. There are some tournaments yeah, where that's they do when that. the game begins, right? Uh, they actually yeah. do that for the computers. So the computers, they actually when the computers play each other, mm-hmm. they just agree on like a sequence of openings that they're all they're going to do Crazy. for like ten ten matches in a row, and then they right. switch to another one. And so play from that middle position. Yeah, and then they play from like after 15 moves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think like, I can understand. That. I mean, I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, for regarding the bachelor party thing, it was like, yeah, it's kind of fun to sort of relive uh, the bachelor party, the, the strip club experience or whatever. It Like I was trying to say in that pod, like, you know, a lot of time or like hostess bars, KTV, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fun aspect of it is really like the verbal exchanges and it can actually feel like if you sort of keep are under control, like if you can go under into these situations in standard control that like it's kind of like just talking to a like a, you know, sort of a quote civilian, if you will. Right. Like in real life rather yeah. than in this simulated environment. And you're breaking uh, through the matrix in that situation because you recognize the rules. You recognize the rules in it, and it actually sort of because you break through it, there is still another real person at the other end of it, and right, right. um, and it it brought to mind you know sort of going on these first dates and stuff with women, and they were very fun because it was like a challenge to see like oh, am, but it was you know what it's it, ultimately I think the reason it wore out for me was because it was very much about seeking self validation and like. Uh, sort of benchmarking myself and I would walk away feeling very proud of myself if I charmed someone or feeling shitty about myself if I like you know flopped you know you dating and, or to the strip clubs too dating no, strip okay. clubs you know you can't it's hard to flop because you're paying you know what I mean oh true that's true, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> training wheels you know you're not gonna fall but no like in real life you know like you're trying to charm someone or whatever and you know like I think a lot of it is just um seeking like market appraisal yeah, I you think know? so. Right, right. And, uh, you know, this is going to sound very like Whitney Houston, late 80s kind of thing or whatever. But like, you know, <laughs> I, I dug in deep, you know, found my own inner value. <laughs> 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 I don't need that external validation. I have my self-worth, God damn it. Uh, no, but no, in all seriousness, it was yeah. like, uh, I don't know if that makes sense to y'all. But it's just like, you know, you realize you're, you're just... Um, you're, you're trying to prove something. You then you found you had nothing to prove anymore, and you're like, "Well, yeah. fuck it. Like, who cares?" It was a narcissistic exercise. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. But I think everyone kind of needs to go through that to realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I would. I would agree with that. I think everyone sort of needs to have that. So that experience to some degree or another for some amount of time. Um. So, Philip, do you want to? Do you want to like? Well, I mean, I, I think I feel here. like my experience is a little bit different. I won't get into too much, too many details, but I feel like for me, it was like 
you know, I've been with my wife a long time before we got married. And during that time, obviously, I would still meet like women and speak with them and stuff. And sometimes I would stop and think like, oh, like, this is kind of nice. And you kind of wonder what it'd be like to like, try to, you know, pursue them. But then after getting to know these, <laughs> these people, and I don't know, if this is just because like, I'm, I'm a very picky person, but I'd be like, no, I, I still prefer my wife. Like this person, like there's something, there isn't like, you know, chemistry or there isn't, something doesn't click or this, it turns out they're really annoying or, you know, you just kind of play it out in your head. You know, it won't, won't work out. You sure about that? Um, is that, is that rationalization or is that true? Is that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, I, I guess I won't know, but if mm. for, for many, many people, it's like, mm, like, no, nah, just not, not quite right. I'm still on the right path. Here. Well, let me, let's follow that up. Like, how much do you believe in, you know, some sort of like fucking, I don't know, supernatural or whatever, a transcendental uh, thing where, you know, your wife is the one, no, the no, no, one. No, no, no. That's or, bullshit, right? Because I'm sure there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's just so many people that there's probably somewhere a, you know, for all of, all of us and every, every wife guy, a quote unquote better match. But it's. Or, it, it's, or maybe the same. Or the same, whatever, right? Like some equivalent or whatever. But at mm-hmm. some point, you're just like, you know what? Like things are comfortable, and I, I don't think that, like it's mm, like I'm not, I don't, I'm not gonna get anything more out of being single. I think some some folks go through that, and they're like, yeah, this is maybe that's how you decide that you're ready to settle down. I don't know if you guys like had a moment where you're like, I'm ready to settle down with this person, um, you know? But like maybe that's part of like figuring that out, right? When you've seen enough mm-hmm. of other options, and you're like, no, things are really good right now. Um, and I can see them being good for a very, very long time, if not forever. So let's let's do it. I'm not a big fan of the term settling down because I think the term settling is has a certain it's very it has a negative meaning, connotation. There's a connotation to it, meaning like this is the best I can do. I, I don't mean it by the connotation. Oh, no, no, I don't no, no you don't mean that. But I, 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 I that say way, that I think because yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. do say settling down as in English as you know the term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I'm, I I realized that there's a sort of like weird weirdness to it. At least my experience was that um, I don't think I ever had that moment. And I told Chan like because she she was a little bit more nervous about the wedding than I was. Hmm. Um, and, you know, she was like asking me if things were going to change. And I was like, you know, to be honest, not really. Like I wasn't nervous at all. Adam, you saw me, right? No, you were. I, I was you loose. Were so, very loose. <laughs> I was very loose. I wasn't on any substances. I was no, no. fine, right? Everyone I was, was sober. I didn't even have allergies that day. I mean, I was I was good. Wow, you know? <laughs> I was, I was, I was cooked. Well, you were cooking, but I, you know, I, I was I was literally I cooking, but yeah, yeah, like I catered the shit. I mean, you executed it, but I brought the meats. Uh, no, you you, you know? were very you were you were comfortable, and you were, right. um, but not comfortable in the because I think com- being comfortable can have a negative connotation somehow, or has it gotten one? You were content. You were happy. Um, right, and it was you were also excited, but you were oh, not nervous. Yeah, you weren't nervous. You weren't um, anxious. Um, right, n- and nothing like that. Yeah, I, I bring that up because I was telling her like I, I don't really think this is really going to change anything. You yeah, know what I mean, like I, to me, I was telling her I was like the basic legal requirements of like marriage, like to satisfy your basic obligations under marriage. I'm like, I think we're way beyond that. Like, we're already, we're already like well above that, right? So <laughs> yeah, I don't really yeah. care about this marriage thing. I think it's a very easy hurdle for us. So I was like, I, I personally don't think it's a big deal. I'll sign. Where do I sign? Fuck, sign. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. put your sign here, here, here. I was like, yeah, doo, doo, doo. I'm fine. You know, I'm done. I'm I'm set. Um, so I don't I don't know. For me, it was more like 
we, you know, we started dating. Adam, you remember I told you, I was like, I don't think this is, mm. she's cool. I really like this girl, but I remember I'm you, only five yeah. people matches in, man. I got to have, yeah, I got to have fun. I remember. And but I, I just remember, didn't do it. I was just like, I was like, you know, I'm going to go on another date with her and then another date with yeah. her and then another but date. I, re- I remember mm-hmm. thinking that I never thought that you were going to be the guy that got divorced and went on like a two year rager. Right. Damn. <laughs> really? You didn't think I, I never that? thought that. Damn. Didn't and I didn't even know you for that long, but I just didn't see that. You in didn't you. see it. And then I thought, and I, then, thought I was going to do it, but I, <laughs> no, I know you thought you were going to do it. Um, and then when you met Sean, I'm not going to say that I knew she, I, I didn't know, but mm. I wasn't necessarily, su- I wasn't surprised when you're like, oh, you had a good time. You're going to go on another date. I'm like, okay, cool. And there's like another date and then another date. And then it's just sort of like, okay. I got to, okay. So I remember one time, I'll tell a little story. We can bleep this out later if you don't, you know, but remember we went to a party together. I brought, sh- 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 we were, Shannon and I went out, on, out and then at night we, you and me met up at a party at someone's house party or whatever. And. It was kind of one of those parties. Like there was a there was some there was some coke being done at this party. There were a lot of like older dudes there and uh, oh, younger yes. girls there. Yes, and it yeah. was a very like sort of that kind of party. Yeah, yeah I remember young cause... young pretty hot. Like some of these girls were pretty hot. I gotta say, and some what, of these dudes this? were pretty skeevy. Someone's okay. a party. Oh, yeah. someone's someone's house party kind of thing. Someone yeah, had moved into like, a um, into a new like... place. And it was like the place had been like sort of like almost condemned. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, like, no, 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 no. It was well, a nice was a place. Party, you had like okay, a nice backyard party. with a nice view of the city and everything. Different party. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This was a nice place in Manhattan. And uh, I was with Shannon. And, and, and these were the kind of guys that I think would go on multi-year benders of right. just picking up women and just being, you know, aging fuck boys or whatever the fuck that was fueled by cocaine yeah and i was with shan and i was like i'm so i need to walk out of here i'm like this You're is over it this, ooh, ooh, this doesn't yeah, feel yeah. right i don't like this i don't feel right and you know and i remember that <laughs> so yeah. you're right you're probably right about that <laughs> no i mean yeah i mean look i guess i'm coming from this one i realize about myself and maybe kyle you can you can relate to this too yeah, that I've always been a person who's in sort of looking for that, for the one, right? Or I've been looking for stability in in a, in a romantic relationship, and maybe that's because of my, you know, the fact that you know I was adopted, right? And um, so both of you, both of yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So that's why adopted. I said, like Kyle, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you, you can you can understand maybe a little bit where I come from with that. So like I, I've been. I had to learn a little bit to not um, allow myself to stay in bad relationships just because I was looking for stability or looking for the one, right? And sort of like, because a lot of adoptees will either stay in relationships for too long or um, they pull the plug too fast, right? And I fell into the camp of I stayed too long. Right. So I had to, I tried to, uh, so I ended up um, marrying someone I shouldn't have married the first time because of that. And then I, I went like the f- other way. And so I actually had a couple years where I was on a bender and I had to pull myself back. And I'm like, you know, sorry, what, what do you, what do you, can you go into that a little bit? 
What do you mean by bender? What are we talking about here? I mean, I, 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 I you know, when Kyle said he was younger, you know, he, he you're swimming, you were swimming. I in was pussy? swimming was around, that... you know, I was, I was Swim, playing no, the wait, no, what it was swimming around, swimming in pussy, swimming around. What does that mean? <laughs> Let's get some details here. You know, this is a podcast. My, my, my wife listens to this pod, right? <laughs> oh, she knows. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. She, she way. fucking knows. Even yeah, if you yeah. don't think she knows, she knows. No, she knows. I know I'm... your wife. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I know, I you're know. like transparent to her. Yeah, she I, could know. Read... I know. I know. She could but read yeah, you no. at the neuronal level. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> don't even pretend. No, She's no, like, no, she, 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 she Professor me. X's your ass. She, absolutely. She does. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no. I, you know, I was, I was playing the field, man. Uh, I, you know, I got divorced and I was like, I, I have to, I, I hadn't before then I got married and I had not done any of that before. Like I didn't even have, like, so you didn't do what I did. You months. didn't like go on five dates and then meet your wife. No, I did not. <laughs> um, I did not do that. Um, cause I didn't, you know, when I was younger, I didn't, like, it's not like, cause so when Kyle was talking about like when he was like 20, 23, he had like, he, he, you know, he had been dating around and having fun. I was getting it in. And it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have that. So like I got divorced and I was like that that was my time right I was in my thirties and I was like and I had some money you know I had a job or whatever and I I went I went wild and I think that like I ended up going too far right I overcorrected because like you know I had that I I realized that like I had tr- I had been going from one maybe like. I had been looking for like too much stability in the wrong places. And then I went for not enough stability in all the wrong places. How did you know that you went too far? Because I wasn't happy. Hmm. Like I, I, you know, I, I, I stupidly thought, you know, if I go out and have fun, it's going to make me happy or I'll be happier. Mm -hmm. I'll have what all the other guys have. Stupidly. You probably were happy in the beginning. Like, like towards the beginning, it was probably. I was having and, fun. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I don't think that means I was happy. I think back on it. Yeah, I think having there's fun and being re- happy are different. There's diminishing returns to it too, right? Like it just gets less exciting, and it. Yeah, it's like it's the same thing over and over. You're like, "What well, I've been here." Already. Yeah, and yeah. It, yeah. it was too much of playing the game, right? And that narcissistic you were saying, teen, like that narcissistic, like you know, am I able to do X, Y, or Z or get the response I want? Um, and it just wasn't, it, it gets unsatisfying. Um, very quickly, actually, it, it doesn't yeah. last. It doesn't very take long. very long. It yeah. doesn't last. Very long. Yeah. Um, the worst and, feeling as a, as a, especially as an, when you're young, you get away with it because I think young men, uh, are, you're kind of supposed to be a narcissistic asshole when you're young in a way, because you're still developing, you're still building your identity up and stuff. Yeah. Frontal lobe is still underdeveloped. Stage yeah. are low. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to fuck up your life so much at that young stage, right? You're not going to fuck up your life. And I think you just have like a much bigger capacity for like just self absorption because like you yes. don't really, you kind of need to build up an ego to an extent to even get through life you got to like build up a personality you got to build up a repertoire of stories and experiences and ideas about yourself that will later get completely destroyed and then you'll go through some fucking crisis and then you'll figure it out it'll be fine right but when you're like older you know when you're like a divorced guy and you're trying to get that back then i think you get confronted with this thing where you're like oh shit i'm just serving myself here this is all about me and I'm a very boring fucking person, to be honest. <laughs> you know, like I'm just right. sitting here at home by myself. I'm fucking boring, you know, like uh, 
Mm-hmm. Like, who needs my help? What can I do? Does anyone need something? What can I help you with? You know, you just become, I think, in search of something where you're like, I'm a tool. How can I be helpful? <laughs> you know, <laughs> which gets you away from just constantly worrying about your own shit, which is very mm-hmm. not only pointless, but also boring. I, I just get extremely bored is my problem with that. So I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Adam, but. No, does that, uh, that ring a bell? Like just being no, bored it does because like you're sitting at home trying to just go on dates. Like you're not doing anything. Like you're not going out and having any experiences on your own or with your friends. Like you're just sort of absorbed in yourself and like your desires. Um, it's yeah, just trying to see very... if you can get through enough steps to sleep with this girl. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like boring. It's boring. You're a boring person. That's not interesting at yeah. all mm-hmm. to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely one piece of advice I've seen um, given from often more like older more experienced guys to younger guys online about like dating life is like get away like if you're too obsessed with it get away from it for a bit go travel go like obsess over a new hobby go do something for a while get some life experience and then jump back into it right it's it's kind of like that because otherwise it becomes the only thing you do and it's like your your entire personality <laughs> Is yeah, like dating guy, yeah. right? Not wife guy, dating guy. As opposed to your entire personality is now your wife. In the case of Kyle, but, um, but uh, but but for dating, right? Like it's you just kind of like spend all your time doing that, you know? Yeah, like take yeah, some time absolutely. away, develop yourself, so you actually have something to earnestly exchange with these new interactions with new people. Yeah, you see, so you bring something, you bring something of value. You're not just like a guy stepping through the the steps of like you know the whatever the the, the first. It's 15 steps of the chessboard, right? Yeah, um, exactly. You can play the middle game and then you get to the end game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, what's so great about being a wife guy, though? I mean, here we're, ta- we're talking shit about being, you know, <laughs> single trying to get laid guy. But what's so great about fucking being the, the wife guy? Kyle, you brought this up. You're like, I'm, I advocate for being the wife guy. What, what is your position? What, how do you sell this? Like, you know, how do you yeah, that's market? A, that's a good question because I think it's really going to depend on someone's like life experience and personality type. Um, but what Adam said really resonated with me uh, from the perspective of growing up, adopted, uh, a lot of friendships in like culturally hostile areas or even relationships with uh, members of extended family uh, where the, there's a general expectation in society that like these are relationships that will last and that will serve you. Um, but I came to find a lot of those sorts of relationships in my childhood didn't last or they didn't provide me with what I expected based on the narrative culture gives us, like emotional support, understanding, sort of like teaching me stuff, helping me become a man. Um, and I guess for as much as I wanted to like just date a lot, meet a lot of girls, like see who, how many people I could sleep with between ages like... 18 and 22 uh especially during the time when i studied abroad that was that was a great time for me um but i went to japan and it was the first time i've been in a place where like it was all asian people obviously because they live Mm -hmm. there um and any of the white people that were there were also like open-minded enough to not have any sort of racial condescension toward me so that sort of opened up my eyes to uh what kinds of relationships I could have with people if I wasn't in such a narrow-minded or ignorant place uh, in comparison to where I grew up. Um, So 
like during that time when I was like dating a lot, seeing a lot of girls, things like that, I realized that a lot of it each. So each time I went through the cycle of like meeting someone, you know, doing the thing and then moving on to the next person, like the, the 90% of the effort that went into that was damage control. Uh, and it, you know, earnest feelings of guilt that I've hurt someone or taken advantage of someone's time or emotions. Um, and as an adopted person, I could very much relate to that. So yeah. it took some reflection yeah. to be like, well, damn, I'm doing exactly the, the shit that I hated that people would do to me when I was younger. And a lot of people don't have that experience, a reference point. So they just do it anyway. And they find out later that that's not a good thing to do. Um, so I think I really started to want to be in a relationship where I would get married around it started around 21 and it was still when I was in Japan. Um, and it was when I met a Korean girl, uh, ethnically Korean girl that had studied abroad at the same university in Japan as me. And we developed a relationship through speaking a lingua franca, which was Japanese. And she taught me a lot about Korea and, uh, she took me back to Korea on a spring break to help me look for my birth parents. That's so cool. like, that's it was awesome. pretty big shit for me Quick for someone movie, that was man. like 21 yeah, years old, yeah. like just kind of dating someone. That um, sounds and, like a really good person, her. Yeah, <laughs> she was a very good human being. Yeah. And it, it also opened my eyes to the idea of like, yo, all these people that I meet overseas and Tina and I had talked about this before on the Noah Smith podcast that like these people feel wholesome. They feel fully human, like they've got nutrients in them, like uh you can trust their good intentions. There's no bad faith mm. things or no mm. sort of what trying to one up you going on. Um, and, and once Generally I raised right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Being considerate of other people's human and emotional needs and not just like trampling over people. And I think finally experiencing that in person made me realize that like, I would much rather be having sex with one person that emotionally makes me feel very secure than to have the just general social clout that one would have in the West as a man, just trying to chase women and sleeping right. with as many people as possible. It's, it's that feeling of security. Um, and the feeling of security along with um, feelings of growth and feeling like I'm becoming a better person because I, I love this person enough where I'm not just a fucking dirtbag all the time. I might have those <laughs> tendencies or I might have those impulses, but there's someone there to keep me in check and make me a better person. They, they remove the need to have those tendencies. Exactly. Uh, yeah. In your life. Wow. And I, maybe this is a topic for a different podcast, but I find it interesting. You spent like 21 years of your life in America, I, I assume largely, mm -hmm. and you did not find a single person who you found was genuinely kind. And then you go to Japan and you meet someone who's also like, you know, foreign to Japan. And then you finally meet someone who's, who's genuinely kind to you. Um, but not in those first 21 years. That's, I think that's interesting. Well, I, thankfully, I would say that one place, one sort of sanctuary for me was a summer camp I went for Korean American kids and adoptees. Uh, so that was sort of like my training wheels for being in a non racialized space and having, mm. having friends and having enemies that were not on the basis of race or sort of ignorant misunderstandings. Right. When they were um, the enemies, they just hated you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was an asshole to them, not because I was like the Chinese guy. So did you, I could, did you I watch could take the, that. Did you watch the yeah. movie Soul, Soul Searching, Kyle? 
Uh, no, I haven't, but it's definitely on the list because everyone I know it. loves it's it. It's actually yeah. pretty I feel good. like you live the real soul searching. Yeah, it's okay. actually pretty good. And the, the adoptee, um, sorry, the way they portray adoption and adoptees is actually pretty good. Even that, though the filmmakers and stuff, they're not they're not adoptees. But. That okay. actor in particular is really yeah. interesting. And Kyle, you might like him because he's not American. He's uh, I think he's German, German. Korean, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. ethnically Korean, but he's German. Huh? Yeah. But he's like he speaks Korean and German and English and stuff. Wow. And there's a quality to this actor, and he's he's in another movie that's really good. But he's uh, called Leto. But he's um, he's got that quality that you were talking about that you don't find in America very often, which is. I think he was raised right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, being yeah. multilingual and just seeming like a very convincing actor in that movie just seems as like one set of proof that he's definitely uh, been raised right. Also very good looking. Yeah, hey, that's yeah. a bonus too. Yeah, check out the movie. You might like it. It starts out kind of corny, but it gets really get through good. The first, like, you got to gotta break through the first get half hour. Get through the first half yeah. hour okay. and, and it gets really good. Yeah. Um, it turns into a very good movie. But um, yeah, I mean, I just... Uh, that reminds me of like the first date I ever had with my wife and you know, I, I, I didn't go into dates like that. Uh, going to talk about in depth, like being adopted, right? Kyle, it's not like the first thing you go into. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, but I found myself, you know, we were over dinner and I, you know, I, I talked to her about it like deeply and also about like my adoptive father. And I, I think I actually got very emotional, if I remember correctly, and, which is definitely not what you're supposed to do on a first date, right? And but I remember I remember feeling, and I think back on it, it's like that was a sign, or that was my body almost telling me that it was this was she, she was right for me, or she was very good for me. Uh, and you know, I mean, the rest is history, but. I don't I don't like I don't ever want to give up that feeling of like and I think you you said something Kyle that about how like 90% of the time you're doing like damage control yeah right? a lot of the time I don't ever feel like I need to do damage control or that if I if I if I'm not perfect it's suddenly going to ruin everything mm -hmm. right it, it, that's a huge part of like how I've lived my life is like living in that fear or anxiety of like, if I'm not, if I mess this up or anger someone or annoy them, it's over. And I never feel that way um, with my wife. And I wouldn't, I, I don't, I would never give that up. So I think you cut out there for one sec, but you said you never what? I would never give that up. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, what, what you just, just said, Adam, and also what Kyle was saying before, too, makes me wonder if the, the nature of being a wife guy is being a man who is very comfortable as opposed to like non-wife guys or like, you know, fuck boys or whatever, who are like constantly uncomfortable with their state, you know, their status in life. Mm. And so they're constantly searching or seeking something, you know, as opposed to being like in a place of comfort. Yeah, I'd say I'm definitely in a place of comfort in my life right now. Um, and I, th I think it was sort of like when I met my wife and we dated for five years. Um, actually, it's been about 10 years since we've known each other. 
like at the beginning, and I think this is going to be the case for anyone that's dating someone new that they're excited about and you feel like they're like above or out of your league. Um, uh, there's that per- honeymoon period of time where you pretend to be just like a, a little bit more skilled or a little bit more intelligent or a little bit more charming than you are when you're alone and just kind of in your underwear on the couch. Um, but I think over time, I was able to find that I could be that lazy piece of shit on the couch, um, but also be supportive and also have someone understand me and someone that I understood that made me feel like I was making important emotional contributions where, yes, I would say that like part of my, I guess, wife guy persona comes from this (laughs) comfort of knowing that I'm with a person where I can like say or do anything and it's already in the realm of possibility of what they were expecting. And because of that, and because of how long we've known each other, um, it's mostly just like either funny or it's just uh, enjoyable. I, 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 I constantly feel validated and understood no matter how stupid or, or just weird I'm being at any given time. So just knowing that other people like at the office, if I said or did some of the weird shit that I do around my wife that uh (laughs) doing that at work i don't know i'm making i don't know about you guys and i don't know if this is just like a general human thing but i'm fucking making weird sound effects all the time if no one's around and it's just kind of like an adhd sort of like impulse for me like uh like (laughs) i I don't i actually don't know what the fuck you're talking about okay so like (laughs) for for example for example and this is this is weird this is weird i don't give a fuck because i'm married and my wife supports it and she thinks it's funny there you go but you give a fuck okay one yeah. thing you gotta tell it like it is tell us tell exactly. us about your weird sound effects so, habits so one thing that i do is like if i if i'm into something like i'm typing and i feel like you know the paragraphs are coming out smooth and i'm making progress like i make this sound effect with my mouth where it's like flicking my tongue and then i go bing so it's like kind of like a cash register so i'm like bing bing sounds like a jim carrey thing that's awesome no it's sort of like the typewriter it's like the old fashioned true 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 go to the next line i do shit like that and it's just like i know for a fact that if i did that anywhere else people would be like who the fuck is this guy get him away from me but this person that i'm married to and understands me and thinks my jokes are funny and just sees it as like hey that's just his thing yeah yeah so so the okay so between uh kyle and adam it sounds like okay if i understand this correctly you guys have actually had a sort of pre established desire to be in such a relationship in 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 a marriage situation. I would say yes you were for looking me, yes, for the for sure. things that came with that kind of partnership yes i would say and yes. and then you decided i'm going to be in search of that i'm not going to be unserious when it comes to dating i'm going to be serious when it comes to dating i'm going to be looking for someone who i could see myself marrying frankly right yeah. i'm in this i'm in this for the win Yes. Right. This is and not an exhibition game. This is the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Philip, what about you? Do you agree with that? Was that your thing too, or was it a little different for you? No, it was. It was like I described earlier. I think that my situation was not like it, my situation was. Situation was like being with someone in a long term relationship and like, you know, checking in every once in a while, being like, "Oh, are things still going well? Are things still going well?" And things are not perfect. Things are never perfect, right? Things things are still not perfect, even if you are married, because. 
people just aren't perfect. Of course. But realizing that like, you know, there doesn't appear to be anything better. Not in a way where it's like, oh, I'm like, I don't have high standards and I'm not like looking or whatever, but just like, it just, this, this feels good. This feels comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different. It's like, it's more like, you know, there's nothing that has, you know, refuted my relationship with my wife. So right, um, so you you have a slightly different tack. I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Let me try and put this into work because I think I ended up in a similar place as Kyle and Adam in terms of like really enjoying being wife guy. I think I'm wife guy because I say a lot of nice shit about my wife online. Dude, you, you're I... wife guy, man. Oh, I'm pro wife guy. I'm pro wife guy. I'm pro wife guy. You're not wife guy in the social media wife guy. We're not internet wife. Guy. I'm g- no, I'm going there though. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about yeah, you, re- you rebranding do. as like <laughs> wife guy. You, you post a lot of your like escapades and and um, you know queens and stuff like going out eating and stuff, yeah, having a good time. See, I find going that on bikes, to be like more wholesome wife guy, internet wife guy. Just what you, internet I've got wife stuff in the works, Adam. I've got stuff in the works. It's coming. You're gonna do a rap. He's got, album, he's got a new camera. You're do a whole. Like, oh yeah. I'm going to make her wear a fat suit and be like, yo, it's just more of her to love, you know? <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. Okay, I don't know so, you. Well, can, I, just, can I reverse just, just, my, like, can I reverse my, <laughs> can I reverse my, like, uh, you know, I was, your, your signature? My signature? Can I just No, take that I emailed it. Damn I it. I emailed it. Yep. Certificate's on the way. It's done. Fuck. Um, okay. So I think for me, I've given, so I've, I think I've said this before. Okay. But like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like fundamentally introverted. Like Adam, the past like three yeah. weeks or so have been very like active for me. You know, we they have I, been. I took two yes. man trips. We went camping. We did yep. the camping episode. Then yep. I went to Florida and I had my bachelor party slash whatever the fuck that was. And then I came back and I had a fucking wedding. And I am exhausted. I am exhausted. <laughs> I'm not I'm fundamentally I when I'm with people, I expend a lot of energy. You see me. I'm energetic. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know, but then I'm tired as fuck. And I, I think I'm gonna take the next 12 months to recharge from these <laughs> three <laughs> fucking weeks year, of like day. social activity. <laughs> and um I actually really enjoy being alone, like alone alone. I don't mean like at home with my wife or whatever. I do. I well before let's be let's talk about before I got met Shan, right? Uh I just really enjoy being alone yeah because i feel like i get introverts right we get recharged when we're alone i can think i have space to think you know and then uh when i'm alone i start thinking like hey how do i maximize this awesome aloneness that i find myself in i'm unattached i don't gotta care about anyone but myself and i actually like kind of figure out you know fun shit to do you know like i uh you know, like the plan A thing has was a fun pursuit to do by myself. Well, I mean, with you guys, but like, you know, from at home. From you your know. apartment, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I will, you know, I'll get into some, you know, some fucking hobbies and shit. I don't know. I'll do stuff. You know, I'll get into photography. Yeah. I'll travel. You know, I'll figure shit out. I'll cook. You know, I like it. And I start living. This is my advice. This was my, see, this might only apply to introverts. But I used to tell, like, as when we had did, like, relationship pods or whatever, my advice to people was, like, if you really want to meet the girl of your dreams, just learn to really enjoy being alone. Because the second you really, really enjoy being alone, where you're like, yeah, I've got my shit 
down. Like I've got my day, my schedule, my priorities down. Mm-hmm. I got my money situation figured out, my pros, my professional situation figured out. It's all for me, buddy. It's all for me. This is the, this is my I'm living my best life. Some woman is going to come around and figure this out. She's gonna like, I want to get with that guy. I'm going to take that away from him. You know what I mean, <laughs> she's yeah, because like I think that the most this is my theory. Yeah. Tell no, me, tell right. me, tell me if I'm wrong. Is that women are attracted to men who are actually enjoying life? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. They don't like absolutely. a guy who's like, I'm miserable. Save me, you know? They're like, that no. guy looks like he's got it figured out because I don't, you know, he's he looks pretty fucking happy. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I go mean, ruin if, that. If, if if white guy, if white guy's <laughs> I'm a, joking, okay, don't don't. don't know, I'm joking. Of course, but if, if white guy is a is an internet meme, then so is the. And you, I'm sure you guys have seen this before on Twitter and stuff. But people like women who are like, I'm gonna fix him. You know what I'm talking about? See, like, you don't want that happens, but I don't think you want that. I don't think that's that what people actually want in real life. I don't think it's good, but I think it's. Mm-hmm. And, and people talk about it. They talk about like this is a toxic tendency I have with men. I try to fix fucked up men. You don't want to meet that girl. Right, that just sounds like unresolved trauma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, that, but that's kind of like um, uh, the kind of converse, like proof of what Teen is jokingly saying here that like you want someone who's who is comfortable in their own skin, who is like, able to be solo and so on. Right. I think the ideal for me, and this is, I think, what happened with me and Shan is that she was someone who I thought really enjoyed life just sort of on her own. Mm-hmm. She yeah. didn't say like the, the thing that. that I feared it on dates was like. Because I was, eva- I mean, look, I, you know, no matter what I think about, like, yo, I'm just going to go out and crush or whatever. What I- the reality is, like, when I'm in front of the girl, suddenly I revert to my normal self. And I'm, like, unfortunately go back to, like, being kind of a normie dork. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't say, like, fucked up shit. You know, I, I'm like, hey, <laughs> let's talk about life, you know. And the thing that I fear is talking to someone who's, like, really needy. Mm. And I met, and here's the thing, and this is why I think that guys who crush it are actually cheating the system. Because um, a lot of times they're, this is my other major advice for people in terms of relationship is the very bad way to go about dating is the predator model, which is where you walk into a scene, situation, mm-hmm. a bar, a party, mm-hmm. whatever, or a, an app, okay, whatever. And what you're doing for is you're like a wolf, you see? And actually, the the word for perv in Chinese is wolf. Okay, oh, yeah. so long. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what you're doing sense. is, like a predator, you're looking for the weakest one. Mm. Because that's the easiest target. And that is going to net you uh, not a good match. You're going right. to... It's good for if you're hunting meat and you just need to eat. <laughs> you need to fuck, right? That's, right. Yeah. that's good for that. But if you're looking for like a relationship, you you should be doing the opposite, which is scanning exact for strength. Opposite. Right. Exact right. opposite. You want right. to be scanning for strength. Right. I mean, unless um, you want to be like irritated and exhausted all the time, if that's your thing, then maybe go that <laughs> route. But yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah, and I think that a lot of guys are cheating the system in the sense that I think they're they're actually looking for girls that have issues and problems. Hmm. And then they understand, yeah. they start to decode like, okay, what right. are the sort of psychological like weak spots, pressure points of these women? Yeah. And then they learn to exploit it. And I think those men are predators, not Absolutely. in the sort of like they should go to prison yeah. sense, but in the 
like they should they should be bonked horny joke yeah for them. right right because you know, like yeah. it's it, it all comes down to seeming like they're all about control because in some way they feel inadequate in their ability to ex- exercise power in other realms of their life yeah or just, they were just horn dogs they're just yeah. unrepentant yeah. fucking narcissistic horn dogs and you know it's like uh it's like uh uh, Patrick Bateman, American Psycho. You know, like mm-hmm. when he's fucking the girl, but he's looking at himself in the yep, mirror. In the mirror. Yeah, oh, God, That's what yeah. he cares about, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some dudes have just like an unlimited capacity for that shit. Um, but they're but they're very astute. A normie guy like me just doesn't. They they know they know like they know how to like you know seek out the weakest um you know deer or whatever in the herd they're trying to hunt down. Right. Like right. I've heard more than one guy right. who's that kind of like horn dog profile say. You know, my secret is going after girls who have daddy issues. Like, and they're kind of joking, yes. like joking, not joking. You know, they're not, no, they're definitely yeah. not. Joking. <laughs> they're not joking, but they're, they're also, joking. you know, they they try to play off as like, yeah, I'm just, but yeah, they're they, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> that strategy works, right? Isn't that what PUA teaches people? Is like, you know, you gotta, <clears throat> you just gotta go after everything. Like, you know, there's a guy that I was, my friends and I were talking about. He's a, um, uh, this guy who very successful guy or whatever older guy like me <clears throat> and he says like this is what he does he just goes to the bar and he just goes up to women and he just whispers filth in their ear oh. just absolute filth oh, and he was like here's here's why no look look in a way let me let me let me paint the picture no, for I, you I, 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 yeah okay I let me paint the picture for you the reason he says he does this is because he's like that is actually the fairest given what i'm interested in is sure i actually want to enact this filth like for real, like that's what I want. It, yeah, is like I'm not gonna filter. waste your time. It's a very I'm gonna come filter. out right out. I'm gonna show you all my cards. I'm a filthy human being, and if you want to throw a drink in my face, I'll accept that. If yeah. you want to tell me to fuck off, I'll accept that. But I guarantee you, there is somebody, at least two somebody, women yeah. in this bar who are gonna be like, I'm into that. And it's kind of hard to p- poke a hole in his whole thing, a, except to say that, that I think that he's self-harming like i don't think that this is going to you know i don't think he's i think he actually has built in some sort of safeguard for women where he's like i don't want to like trick a woman into like misunderstanding who i am here he's like i'm a filthy man are you a filthy woman and it's like it's it's like uh it's it's like you know it's like pink floyd you know i need a i need a dirty woman like that you know but in a sense it's he's probably he's being fair Setting clear um, expectations. Yeah, he's being he he's being honest and clear, so he's not trying to trick anyone. Philip isn't buying it. Philip, what do you see wrong with this? I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I understand the logic. I just I, I just kind of I do wonder if that kind of added like that kind of guy is like the opposite of a wife guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he's oh, like yeah. sure. He, he like we're Professor X. He's Magneto, but <laughs> Magneto <laughs> has wow. his point. You see, what I'm saying well, he has he, his followers too. <laughs> You know, and yeah, disgruntled true. wife guys it's often go to that other side and be like, "Yo, you know what? I I kind of reexamine things and I look at it from his perspective, and I'm like, it's yeah, better, I, it's I better. actually am a filthy monster." So, but it's his way is at least honest and clear and open and upfront. It's better than sure. being sort of tricky as in like trying to pose as the relationship guy when you're the actual filth guy, right? So, yeah, it, it's from that sense, it's uh, you know, it's not bad. But yeah, I think the ultimate problem yeah. is that he's just filthy. He's a filthy right, person. Right. He's got and, a filthy and I mind. wonder I wonder if he's actually very happy at all. Yeah, he's pretty happy. He's pretty filthy. <laughs> I mean, he's a filthy guy. There are such filthy men, you know? Uh-huh. True. 
and they have their own approaches that might f- meet some sort of equilibrium in the world of filth that they're that they're dealing in because i think they're filthy women too and they oh, match sure yeah absolutely. and if they can find each other great the two different parties you know go into yeah oh yeah no you gotta pee we'll pause hold on <laughs> all right pee breaks over where were we uh what were we talking about <laughs> <laughs> I remember, but you know, I had I had a thought during the pee break or my my beer refill break. Okay, you, you know the um, Reddit account Asian wife guy. No. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, 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 yes. It's not, but it's not about an Asian wife guy. It's about the guy with an Asian wife. I, I understand yes. he's yes. obviously white, but in this situation, oh, just for the listeners, for the listeners, yeah, sure. But in this situation, we're all Asian wife guys. We're all. <laughs> <laughs> but in the best sense. <laughs> that's, that's true. true. <laughs> huh. We should that, call the pod Asian Wife Guys. That's very misleading. Like, yeah. It's a clickbait, it's a clickbait it's about title. Guys with Asian wives? Title. No, well, it's well, about <laughs> wife guys who are Asian. Yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> Three quarters of us do have Asian wives, but yeah, you know. That's but that's true. not that that is that's not, not a uh that's not the point. prerequisite to being an Asian wife guy. No, no, in our parlance. You know, but no, seriously, where were we? Because that was a very long break. Um, and not, now I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, or should we just forge ahead since we're at, I think we're, we're almost hitting an hour. So we could maybe figure out a closing topic here. I don't know. I, I guess I might ask you guys, like, I think maybe we got a taste for what kind of um, wife guy Kyle is and maybe what kind of wife guy Tina is. I don't know if you, you feel like you, Adam, you kind of have a sense of what kind of wife guy you are. Like, how do you, how does your relationship with your wife kind of come out in your life that that designates you as a wife guy? Um, like you don't talk about her on Twitter necessarily, right? That's not you don't. I do a bit, a, but not as much as Kyle. Yeah, that's the shit um, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't know because I you know coming into this I was just I was like you know what you know we're I'm 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 married just like the rest of you guys. I I really love my wife. I appreciate her. I occasionally tweet about her, but I wouldn't have categorized myself or self-categorized myself or labeled myself as a as a wife guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm just I'm just I'm very happy and content and comfortable and thankful. I guess I'm I can just say I'm thankful for for being with my wife, like and my marriage, and I I, I really wouldn't want to be anywhere else or and with anyone else and um like that we have this joke we we joke all the time that like whenever she does a little something that like is silly that i feign that i'm i'm like annoyed with it or if i do the same same thing with her and she probably is actually annoyed (laughs) um that you know it's like you got another 50 years right and we just joke about it and every year it's always 50 (laughs) years right that's um, right. So yeah, I mean, it's that, that's. I don't know. That's it. I, 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 don't I, I feel like you're the kind of wife guy who like his, his like confidence and his comfort and his like relaxed nature comes from him having a good relationship. Like that's the kind of wife guy you are. Like it's like a yeah. I would it's say like that, a, that's it's like a passive trait, not an act necessarily an act. Like you don't actively necessarily talk about her all the time or whatever. Right. Like other wife guys do. I would say that's that's accurate. Yeah. 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 Um, if, if I were to reflect on that, I would say that the kind of wife guy I am is sort of like, 
you know, if, if Kyle is like an online wife guy, like he talks about his wife a lot online. Um, and I'm sure you do offline too, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a super duper like IRL offline dude. Like I, I, wife guy. I, I love to talk about my wife to, to people I meet or, you know, my friends and, and what not, what not about my wife and what she's up to. You're like street um, wife guy. I'm like street wife guy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like wife she makes guy me on the street. Yeah, I I feel like she's more interesting than me, and I feel like she makes me more interesting by proxy, not in a weird like extractive kind of way, like I'm leeching off of her. But you know, I like to just like bring up the stuff that she's up to, like her get, being artsy and working in mm -hmm. fashion, and like all this stuff that's way cooler than me being like a boring tech bro. <laughs> like that's I feel like that's the kind of wife guy I am. Um, and 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 it's it's I feel like it's very genuine. Like I'm not saying it just to like you know, get clout or something or impress people. But just because I'm excited to talk about what she's up to, you know, her like weird hobbies and habits and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of different, I think there's a bunch of different archetypes of wife guys and we all kind of fit a different, different bill. I think you and you and I feel it might be more along one, one line track here and, and Adam and uh, Kyle might be along another. I don't know. I think for me, yeah, it's more like, I did not, well, I don't want to speak for you, Philip, but like, I did not see myself uh, at, I just sort of, e I just sort of walked backwards into this because I was very happy being alone and whatever. And then I just realized like being with this particular woman for whatever reason elevated that experience. And I was willing to surrender parts of my autonomy to be with this person slowly i kept making that same value calculation over mm -hmm. and over and over again and i was like yeah i want to call her today yeah you know uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'll call her again we'll go out again we'll go out again and then and then it just sort of snowballed and i was like wait this actually might be more fun than being by myself and doing whatever the fuck i want because being with her comes with rules i gotta like watch there are a lot of things i can't do now and I'm not talking about fucking other women. I'm talking just like my apartment. I It's like I don't control the placement of furniture quite the same way that I used to. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the, the things don't operate solely to my liking now. I got to share this space with someone. And uh, that's not optimal for me, honestly. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a control freak about my own space. Okay, hmm. and I had to yeah. learn. I had yeah. to. I had to surrender that, and it, it, it. And I'm not even joking. Like that was hard for me. Living yeah. with like a roommate or whatever is tough, you know. And that's essentially at one level. At one level, what this partnership is, what this marriage is, there is a roommate aspect to it too. There are day, there are days when I'm like, I kind of want to be in my own space today, but I share this place with her. And I've got to relinquish control to some extent. Mm -hmm. And uh, to this day, I don't particularly enjoy having relinquished that control. But like I said, every day to me is a value calculation where I'm like, okay, on the one hand, I'm kind of annoyed about this little thing because I can't put my... I, I don't know where my snacks are. I don't know why they're in the fucking closet. <laughs> why <laughs> they get moved there? Yeah, why are the cookies so high? <laughs> they're too high they're in a box i gotta Which go weird because she's not as tall as you so that's kind of weird not, well because i think she's hiding it from me i can believe that my snacks that are hidden sure. all over the place and you know when i asked <laughs> her like that. where are my snacks she's like 
All right, fine. I'll tell You're you. You're going to have to find them. <laughs> and I'm like, that shit. It, there's no light in that closet. Why is it so high? Why is it Dude, in the back? I can believe that. That's hilarious. She starts moving boxes away. I'm like, you are clearly hiding this from me, right? Like stuff like that. And I know that's a joke, but at, at some level, it it's is a loss too, for me where I, I can't have everything my way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And well, have always considered that a loss. So that is in the on the red side of the column. To me, that's in the red. <laughs> sure. But then I but, look at the black side of the column, the the, yeah. the the assets, the pros, and I'm like, it's no compare. I mean, it's you yeah. know, this is this is There's peanuts no compared comparison. to what I get out of this. Um, so that's to me, it was a daily calculation, and and it seemed like the whole way up, the black was accruing more than the red, all the way up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and now I'm like, no, I figured it out. It's fine. The little things don't bother me as much anymore because I'm like, I've already, I've been, I've been tabulating and ca- calculating this whole time, and it's, I'm in a good place. I think you are speaking for yourself because I, my experience with that like <laughs> aspect of no, it's not a bad thing. It's just a different way of seeing things, right? Like my, my the way I see like control over your space, your life, your like your um your 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 uh, your like routine and so on, right? For me with my wife, it's like I become comfortable delegating decisions to her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? In the sense that like I'm, I, I actually don't mind losing control because I don't want to think about this th- these things all the time. And she has great taste and she's very intelligent and she knows mm-hmm. these things better than I do. Mm-hmm. So f- things like, for example, you know, we're talking about decorating this new house we're in. And I'm a very, I'm like a, you know, a, a, a designer as I was talking to, to uh, Kyle about. And so I have like minimalist taste, right? Like minimalist, like you know, that kind of shit, right? Like postmodern shit. And my wife does too, but she also has like more colorful, more vibrant maximalist taste. Like she wants to like put pictures everywhere and have tons of color and texture and whatever. And at first I was like really kind of poo-pooing. I was like, eh, I really don't want to, you know, I, I want to kind of regain control. But over time I started to like that aesthetic and let her kind of like run with it because it just also means that I don't have to think about it. Like I, I just prefer to have her take that on if that's her passion to like, you know, do decorate the house or whatever. Right. So for me, it's like the ability to relinquish control to someone you trust mm, is, mm-hmm. a, is a huge thing. Right. And this is like a, a small, like kind of dumb anecdote, but you know, Wordle, the game Wordle, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, played, right? I played every day, unfortunately. Yeah. We still play, you it, still play it every day. My friends and I play it as a morning ritual. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got we, that ritual. We score it like golf. Yeah, okay. <laughs> with with, uh, with our with our friends as well. But <laughs> my wife and I after like a month. Okay, well, we still play. We and we play as a team. We've always always played as a team. We have like a ritual where we get together at like around one p.m., have coffee, and oh, we, that's we cool. do okay. Wordle. And we had this thing where we realized that every time I second guess her, like I'm like, no, She's don't do right. that word. That word is like an uncommon word. Do this word. She's almost always right. Yeah. And recently I've just like have fully rel- relinquished Wordle like, you know, veto or whatever <laughs> to her. <laughs> and we've been doing we've actually been doing worse. <laughs> but, but that's not the point. The point is that like I don't stress about it anymore. That's you don't stress point, about right? the Wordle anymore? I yeah. don't stress. Yeah. And that's, that's like, you know, hear. that's like the small. Yeah. I hope I can get there in two I, years. I don't know where my food is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. Well, You're yeah, starving. I don't know where my cal. I don't know where I'm going to get my calories. They're all hidden in the closet somewhere. Anyway, I think it's a different attitude towards being a wife guy, but that's that's kind of my approach. I hear you. Um, and if I can, res- I want to respond to a thing you were saying too about like being alone. I think one, you know, we we're talking about like 
how do you realize that you wanted to marry your wife or that like she was the one or whatever, right? For me, one of those signals was when I was um, years ago when I was working my first job, I was traveling a lot. And I had a lot of chances to travel alone because you would go to some other city. And this is like the first time I'm traveling to Asia and stuff. So it was a very exciting time for me too. Um, I found myself traveling alone a lot. Like I would go do work and then in the evenings and, and weekends and days off I would take, I would just be like exploring Tokyo or Singapore or Beijing or, you know, Krakow or whatever alone. And the, the thought that repeatedly came back to me every time I did something like went somewhere interesting alone was like, oh, I really wish my girlfriend was here with me to see this. Like that came back to me yeah. again and again and again. Yeah. And um, I think that was a, a big sign for me. And also the kind of a sign of like the kind of wife guy I am, I guess. It's just like I want to have more of those experiences. And I, I think highly of experiences I have where I'm with her versus where I'm not. Um, not to get too corny, but. No, I understand. I just, I, I, I do, you. I do think we are different because my, my <laughs> feeling would be like, thank God she's not here right now. Because yeah. I yeah. I think she yeah. should be seeing this. Yeah. For me, it was like, I wish I've been, I've been here, changing. Yeah. I've been changing. You know, I did the whole, I did the whole, um, I, I did the whole bachelor podcast, bat party podcast mm -hmm. with her in the room. Cause I'm like, I want, here's the thing. I want a relationship about full disclosure, full transparency. Yeah. yeah. It's just better yep. that way. Absolutely. It, it just, it's a thing where it's like, if you really want partnership in life, you need transparency. And some people view I my my attitude towards this has changed. Some people view that as like, you know, it, it almost feels like you're being surveilled. It, it, you know, it's like I'm having this person watching me. And I don't see it that way because if you can I don't think you should no. if you can't get full transparency, it's because this other person's not fundamentally approving of who you are. Right, right. In reality. And it is and I think one of the reasons that Chan and I when I just kept seeing her again and again was because I just kept telling her more and more about myself. And there are things about myself that I've never told anyone else in this, you know, that I was dating anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. my friends and family know everything about me, but like someone I'm dating, you know, there's not a ton of, there's like, there are things that I don't really want to disclose to people. I don't know that well, but then I kept sort of dipping my toes into this pool of disclosure and more and more, and the more she learned about me, uh, the more interested she seemed to be in me. And and um, it was it wasn't even like accepting. It was like she got it. She understood, right? What right. I was trying to tell her. Mm -hmm. And it actually it wasn't like she was like, okay, I can overlook that. It actually made her like mm -hmm. me more. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so and then I realized I'm like, this is very exciting to be with someone. It's exciting. It's cool to be have that feeling of transparency it feels yeah. nice it's freeing yeah. yeah uh rather than to be like oh i need this you know mother hen to watch after me and then you know i'm gonna get grilled on everything i ever did you know is there a yeah. sense that you're only ever you feel like you're surveilled if you have something to hide if you know what i mean of course yeah well yeah and so you gotta yeah. you know how what, and what can this person like I think it is important to be with someone who is realistic and herself has learned and is mature. You know, not all women are mature. Not all women yeah. are strong. Not all not all women are understanding of stuff. And you know, I, like I said, I think I I think the thing that I did right was to scan for the strength and maturity mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. someone who was sort of at the same point in life, or maybe even further along than me i think in many ways she's further along than me and um so you know i didn't want someone who was like gonna be 
super prudish or or not understanding of what I was saying. And, you know, she got it. She just got it. And I was like, oh, this person has like a bit of like this sort of mm, wisdom-ish kind of thing. This sort, you know, like just sort, just sort of like, like rounded view of humanity, <laughs> like mm-hmm. understood what people were really like, and that was very. Once I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, this is it." You know, I don't know if you all know what I'm talking about. But I'm a wife it sounds like totally you're understand kind of what you're not saying. Agree yeah, I totally understand too. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I feel like for me, um, feeling understood when at times. There are like white people in particular that are like, Kyle, you're being too mean. Kyle, you're being too critical. Kyle, you're being too negative. Like she has been around enough types of people. And I think one thing that makes her sort of stick out in terms of understanding what the world in its entirety is like is she spent a lot of time just like being on gaming forums or like looking at image boards as a teenager or just looking at the general fucked up shit that I happen to have seen as a teenager myself. And I think that, you know, it can go either way in terms of like making someone go black pill or in her case, um, it really gave her sort of like a dark sense of humor with a realistic expectation of like what men are like, how predatory they can be and what it looks like to just be honest with people and to have a good time with people and not have it feel transactional in some way. Uh, so I, th- I think her experiences in her social life and on the internet really sort of equipped her to understand where I'm coming from. So being able to say all kinds of wild shit that would like get me all kinds of criticism in real life is something that I don't need to worry about with my own life. I hear you, man. Yeah. Well, I think that's, uh, let's see. You guys think this is a good place to set it down? Um, we're at about an hour, almost yeah. an hour 20. Um, yeah, I think I, so. Huge, huge more to discuss about this uh, wife guy phenomenon. I've got more thoughts about this. Maybe we could continue this. Crack, crack. Uh, next time we convene, we'll uh, you know crack out, crack the drinks, and crack the beer. Yeah, uh, we've been increasingly like telling our audience to crack some sort of substance before <laughs> listening to the pod. Oh, yeah. We should get harder. You know, like all right, you know, sit back, pour that line of cocaine. <laughs> I was going to say, like, <laughs> pop that fentanyl. We're it's going on a little journey here. Episode. It's just going to get more and more degenerate with the substance. <laughs> pop you know that I mean? gummy. You this know. has been a very wholesome episode. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, it's been wholesome, but uh, I just I want to I want to counterbalance it with some hard yeah. drugs. Well, look, I mean? but okay, so because uh, we have the video on, right? So, Philip, I've seen you drink your beer a couple of times. What what are you drinking? Just uh, I'm drinking uh, Moosehead, which is a classic Ooh. Canadian beer. Okay. Is it a, a lager? Is this a plain lager? Yeah. Plain lager. All right. I'm drinking a Filipino small batch rum with a little of oh. that passion fruit juice that I brought to my oh, wedding. Oh, that's perfect. Nice. That that sounds Fancy. good. It's sweet and it hits hard. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Very cool. Um. All right, gents. It was been a fun evening of talking about being the wife guy. <laughs> Absolutely. How we've. Hell yeah. How how these four sad men have hung up their man card. <laughs> God, I was just kidding. You fucking, you fucking young kids don't know what you're missing. You little, you little degenerates. <laughs> little degenerates. You always talk. They always talk about. Oh, I don't give a fuck. IDGAF. You don't IDGAF until your wife guy. Okay, I no, truly yeah. honest, DGAF. Yeah, you know, I, anyone okay. who says that they, they IDGAF, 
stay GAF. <laughs> Look, you're getting too old for the streetwear, kids. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Time to put on some dad clothes. Costco clothes. You know what I'm talking about? All right. Uh, it's old school new balances. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Uh, All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Yeah. Peace. Oh, <laughs>